Hey, Tara. Hi, Natalie. How's it going? Good. How are you? Doing pretty good. I'm excited. The summer is kind of coming to an end. We're shifting into the fall. I think it's like time to do one more summer getaway before it's officially fall. You know? Yes. The beach is calling to me. I haven't been to the beach yet, and I'm going very soon. Oh, you are? That's awesome. That's exciting. Yes. Yeah. Are you, where are you thinking about going? Nothing super extravagant. You know, traveling's been kind of challenging lately, but I think we might just pop down to Florida, uh, maybe like Clearwater on the Keys or something, and yeah, just kind of soak it up, have a change of scenery for a little bit before it gets too chilly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hi. How are you? Welcome to Welcome. the store. Let us know if you need anything. I'm Tara. I'm Natalie. I'm Natalie. I uh, will be over here behind the counter if you need anything. Yeah. So when you go to the beach, do you ever just make like a beach themed playlist? Oh, absolutely. That's a must, especially if you're driving and we're, we're doing a road trip this time around. So got to have the tunes ready to go. Yeah. How about you? Yes, I do. I sometimes make them more beach specific, but sometimes it might just be like all dad rock. All dad rock. Well, that'll get anyone in the mood. It's perfect. Yeah. Where are you heading? I'm also going to Florida. Of course, it's, you know, easy, quick. Yeah, it's right next door. Yeah. Hop, skip, and a jump. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should chat about some summery music. Absolutely. Because the summer's not over yet. We're not, we're not letting it go, letting it off the hook that fast. We want to have one last hurrah before it leaves us this year. I agree. Oh, hey, look who it is. Hey, ladies. Hey. It's Chad Shivers from Small Reactions and the Frigidaires. And more. And more. <laughs> hey, Chad. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. An expert on, we were just talking about like beach playlist things and you're quite the expert. Yeah, I think we summoned you into existence. You just like, you felt the sirens call. I did. Oh, I love <laughs> that. What a, what a nice, uh, what a nice reference there. That's <laughs> true. So you play guitar in this band called the Frigidaires, which is surf music. Correct. Are you like a surf music purist or like traditional? Like how, what kind of surf music would you say the Frigidaires plays? The Frigidaires is more of a traditional group, but we also do some of <laughs> so surf music people and sometimes including myself or snobs. And, uh, well, I guess record store people are too sometimes, right? So uh, we're in good company. So a lot of people just, they say only the instrumental music. So only guitar-based instrumental music is surf. Um, I don't really care uh, because I love, my favorite band's the Beach Boys. Um, So, and the Frigidaires do, we dabble in that kind of world, the Beach Boys kind of world. But we also do the instrumental surf stuff too. That's right. I saw you at Brian Wilson. That's right. Here recently. Yep. That was great. It was a really good show. My second time seeing him, and both times I'm just like in awe that I'm seeing a living legend yeah. on like stage. Yeah, it was like our that's cool. fourth or fifth time. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. So can you tell us, like people who just sort of generically enjoy rock, I guess, what are some of the distinctive qualities that make surf rock? Typically instrumental. Uh, reverb, like which is like the effect of, it's usually a spring reverb. So mm-hmm. the guitar going through an, an amplified spring unit and then into an amplifier. And there's like a lot of times there's like Middle Eastern melodies, uh, Middle Eastern or or like Spanish type 
type melodies. Early 60s, 1961, 1962 is when it started. Basically Dunzo's by 65. And uh, usually teenagers, Southern California. That's kind of yeah. the... It's kind of the big rundown. Okay, cool. I think yeah. people, like, you can hear it and you can identify it, but it's it's interesting to, like, bullet point it all out, like, what makes mm-hmm. this different from other yeah. subgenres of rock. So, cool. Yeah, Thank you. It's, yeah, I mean, most people don't know what, what it is until they hear it, and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting that the 60s had that boom of surf, surf music, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of... It didn't really fall off necessarily. No, it Not, died. It died a bloody, a bloody. I don't think death. so. I feel like that you can hear influences in other genres oh, sure. of surf yeah. music that maybe you could shove it into surf mm-hmm. music. I mean, you could. Yeah. Um, like there's certain indie songs that are. Oh yeah. Maybe could fall, in, but not, maybe not that whole instrumental. Rule the purest surf music of being instrumental, like guitar sound, but there's also rockabilly that I feel like is so closely related to surf music, more country rock. Mm -hmm. But yeah, or maybe it's just the rockabilly culture is really gravitated to embracing surf music as part of their own. Two countercultures that that kind of meet have a have a middle ground. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Well. Sometimes when we have our friends in the store, we do this thing called the high fidelity game where we do like a top five something. Would you want to play the high fidelity game with us and do top five surf songs? That sounds great. Let's do it. Yay. Nice. Awesome. (laughs) Natalie, you want to kick it off? Yeah, sure. I'll go first. All right. So these are, I'll just say five surf songs because you know notoriously I'm unable to rank them effectively (laughs) all right so let's start with five we've got anthrax pipeline so this is obviously a remake right the original version of this surf rock instrumental was recorded by the Shantays in 1962 uh, it was a B-side for the single Move It. This was the Shantae's only hit single, and it's like considered a staple of classic surf rock. Let's hear a little sample. All right, so lots of acts covered this tune, including Johnny Thunders, Dick Dale, The Eagles, Takeshi, Teyaruchi, and Blue Jeans, Agent Orange, many more. But here I'm shouting out the Anthrax version because you know I love I love my metal. The remake appears on their Attack of the Killer Bees, which is a compilation album of B-sides and covers from 1991. And this Anthrax album earned a Grammy nomination for Best Metal Performance the following year. And I picked this one because it works really, really well as a metal song. And I think it illustrates this popular belief that like speed and black metal are all descendants of surf rock. Like we were just talking about all these, you know, cultural touch points with the, the you know, Middle Eastern melodies and like this rockabilly thing, but like also metal, you know, it, it really infuses through. And it's basically just surf rock with distortion and minor keys, I think. So there are a lot of really fun videos on YouTube where you've got people performing metal tunes without any distortion, and then they might shift it to a major key, and it's it's pretty much surf rock. So I think that's kind of a fun comparison to make. So yeah, Anthrax. 
I love it when you come right out of the gate with a heavy metal song. Like <laughs> you know. did that for the drums conversation we had too. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Anytime I, I can like it. squeeze one in. Yeah. I but no, it. legit, it's a really good track. And Pipeline's a great song too. And I, I enjoy so many of the different renditions of the song. So yeah. Oh yeah. I think that's funny that you brought that up because I did an interview. Uh, I do some record reviews on YouTube and I was asking my friend kind of what hit, what brought him to surf. And he said that specific track, the Anthrax oh, Pipeline. Yeah, because he's that's a metal awesome. guy. And that's kind of how he got into surf. So I just thought I thought that was cool. It was just a couple of days ago. So it's just like, it's hilarious. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. It's great. It totally works. So take a listen. It's, it's awesome. Okay, so number four, we've got Pixies, Wave of Mutilation, the UK surf version. So the original version of the song Wave of Mutilation appears on the Pixies' third studio album from 4AD Records called Doolittle, which was released in 1989. We'll take a listen to that. So in the Pixies, we've got lead vocalist and guitarist Black Francis, Joey Santiago on lead guitar, David Lovering on drums, and one of my personal faves, bassist and vocalist Kim Deal, before she formed the Breeders. According to Black Francis, the song is about, quote, Japanese businessmen doing murder suicides with their families because they'd failed in business and they're driving off a pier into the ocean, which is pretty dark, sure. But then again, thinking about the lyrics, even though the inspiration is dark, I think the perspective of the song, it's like, it's very like liberated and at ease and like, it's its at peace, you know? And in a way it's giving that breezy devil may care vibe of surf music, I feel like. And of course it's got the oceanic theme of driving off a pier and whatnot, all that. So they really leaned into this, the Pixies, with a version labeled UK Surf, in which the song is simply just slowed down a bit. And that really like, brings out that 60s surf vibe energy. So this version appears on a bunch of releases, um, originally on as a B-side on the Into the White single. Um, and then they released a series of like compilation or B-side albums as well that it appears on most recently in 2014 for their 25th anniversary release called Pixies Doolittle 25. So tons of places to check this tune out. And also I have to ask you guys, this version also appears on the Pump Up the Volume soundtrack, a movie I don't recall at all from 1990. Oh. I remember this movie at all. That really like is weird to me. I don't remember it, but I'm sure there was some sort of basement rave scene in it that I have probably seen before. And is it any good? It as- I I loved I love it and loved it. I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember I mean I watched it as a kid and then and then later as an adult and yeah, it's just kind of that cool counterculture movie that they did so well in the 90s. Wow, that's crazy. I, sh- I need to go back and fill in that blank then. It's interesting, though, that you mention, well, obviously you have to mention Kim Deal, but when you look at The Breeders' Last Splash, there's also that song, No Aloha, which is very, like, Sleepwalker. Is, wait, is it Sleepwalker? Sleepwalk, yeah. 
Sleepwalk, yeah. Has that instrumentally, I mean, she sings on it, but like there are moments that are like similar to the surf instrumental moments. Gosh, there's probably others too. But that just goes to show you like the surf influence on 90s alternative as well. I mean, with the Pixies and the Breeders and others that I won't mention just yet. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, number three, we've got The Shadows Apache. So this is an interesting one as well. It's it's it was written by Jerry Lorden in the late 50s. He was inspired by the 1954 classic American western film Apache. It was first recorded by British guitarist Burt Whedon in the in early 1960. But Lorden was not feeling that version. So while on tour with The Shadows, he played the song in his ukulele and the band liked it, recorded it soon thereafter at Abbey Road Studios and then cranked out a single in July of the same year. Uh, British musician Joe Brown gifted The Shadows guitarist Hank Marvin a tape echo unit, which he used to develop that distinctive echo and tremolo sound in the guitar or Apache. So at the time, this is cool too, The Shadows were backing British singer Sir Cliff Richard And Richard played a Chinese tam-tam drum, although I think it's more likely a Moroccan drum because I I think tam-tams are metal, but I don't know, a drum. But they found it under a staircase in Abbey Road Studios, and that's what he played on Apache to sort of simulate a Native American drum. You can hear that throughout the track as well. So Apache spent five weeks at number one on the UK Top 40. It was the 28th best-selling single of the 1960s. It was number one in seven international charts at the same time, except the U.S., interestingly, um, and is considered one of the most influential British rock 45s of the pre-Beatles era. So, of course, we all know the 1973 version from Incredible Bongo Band. But this version's got that great breakbeat that's been sampled a gazillion times on various hip-hop and dance tracks from Africa Bombada to LL Cool J to Goldie. And then, of course, Sugar Hill Gang covered it as well, slapped on some racially insensitive lyrics, and then (laughs) put that on their second album, Eighth Wonder. And I think that's probably the most popular version to date. Let's listen to that. This is the version I recall most vividly growing up, I think, thanks to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when (laughs) Will and Carlton (laughs) did that stupid Vegas dance competition, and it was hysterical. Uh, Yeah. Right? I was hoping that would make its way in. Of course. (laughs) To this day, I don't think I've been to a wedding or a sporting event that does not play some version of Apache. It's just everywhere. It's classic. Uh, Absolutely. And I didn't didn't realize that uh, Cliff Richard played drum on that. No yeah, idea. yeah. I thought it was neat that they just like went poking around in closets and staircases in the studios and found this incredible drum that like gave it like a very distinctive, you know, element to the tune. I thought it was cool. It's also interesting that in the UK and in Europe, that was all 
like shadows influenced and they had their own they just had their own scene going on it's it sound it's very parallel to surf music but not for a lot of purists it's not surf music but it's funny like the shadows spawned a billion bands like uh they were like the hunters and the silhouettes and they all had these like kind of one word the one word thing and they always had this like this western thing because of apache so it's amazing mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. yeah their influence is huge like Deep Purple were, were huge fans, you know. Yeah, to totally great. Totally classic track. Yeah, absolutely. And it must be really cool just to have a piece of music like that that's had such incredible staying power and has like permeated into so many different genres and, and corners of the culture. So that's really neat. All right. At number two, I have, this one's a little bit out of left field, maybe? I don't know, maybe. It's Deerhoof, O'Malley, former underdog. So this is from Deerhoof's 2005 album, The Runners 4, which is the first Deerhoof album I ever bought, and I immediately fell in love with this quirky song. Deerhoof is an indie band out of San Francisco, and they blend elements of surf, pop, punk, garage, and experimental music. I think you could really hear the surf influence here. Like, this track sounds very, very different from the other stuff on the album, I think. Not just in the song's composition, but like... Also in the sound of the recording, like the balance of the instruments. Um, Chad, you were talking about like that that reverb. Um, I think they they use a lot of that in the instruments and it's just got this like really dreamy ethereal quality to it. And it's just really happy. Like I can't listen to that song and not just like feel like a kid again, you know? So that's all I have to say about that. It's pretty brief, but this this one has the most sentimental value to me because I've just always loved this song since I got that album. I feel that way about their song Snoopy Waves. It's on that oh, yeah. Maggie album from 2008. Mm -hmm. It does have that. It gives you that like little kid feel good vibe. Yeah. It's They're happy. good at that. It is. It's totally yeah. happy. I guess I need to listen to Deerhoof. I don't really, I'm not familiar with them. Start with O'Malley, former underdog. All right, we'll do. It's a good, it's a good and time. And listen to Snoopy Waves. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so at the top of my list, I have the Trashman, Surfing Bird. Well, everybody's heard about the bird. Bird, 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 bird. The bird's a weirdo, well, a bird, bird. The bird's a weirdo, well, a bird, bird, bird. Well, the bird is a weirdo, well, a bird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Classic. So <laughs> this was released as a single in November 1963. The song blew up shot to number four on the Billboard Hot 100. The band rushed to release an album after this to capitalize on the single's popularity. And two months later, which is just insane, they released their one and only album, also named Surf and Bird. The thing about Surf and Bird, though, is that it's not their song, right? Surf and Bird combines two hits from the black doo-wop band The Rivingtons, also known as The Sharps. Both songs released in 1963. The first one is Papa Um Mau Mau. And the bird's the word. Oh well now everybody's heard about the bird. The Trashmen basically just strung the choruses of these two songs together, recorded it, and passed it off as their own. Uh, but the Rivingtons alerted their lawyers, as they should, of course, and, and the Trashmen were ordered to 
add the Rivingtons' names to the credits. And I hope that came with some financial reparations as well, but I could not confirm. So this is definitely like a shout out more so to the Rivingtons originals. So check out those songs as well as I, I think they're superior. But I do like how goofy and manic the Trashman version is. And I love how it has been wielded to mercilessly annoy people for generations <laughs> with its repetitiveness. It's awesome and I love it. Uh, this tune has been covered a ton as well, most notably by Pee Wee Herman in the 1987 film Back to the Beach. I love that movie so much. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's my list. That's a good one. Yeah, Trashman. I love the Trashman. And uh, and I love the, I didn't, I hadn't heard the Rivington's songs until much later in life and love those as well. And the Beach Boys actually do Papa Uma Mau too. But have y'all ever seen, there's a, there's a video of the Trashman doing Surfing Bird on one of the talk shows and they didn't want to fly the whole band out. So they just flew out the drummer, which happened to be the vocalist on that. And he's dancing just doing these crazy dances, oh, yes. and then they cut to the uh, t- cut to a, um, a a animatronic bird. It's awesome. Yeah. I don't know if you guys it's have seen incredible. that. It's incredible. Everyone needs to see that video because it's fantastic. I absolutely agree. It's the best way to experience that track. We will link it on the store website. <laughs> Perfect. All right, you guys. I'm all done. Oh man, yeah, that's a great list. You have some. Uh, not so obvious ones in there and then some like classics. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So with that, I'm going to hand it off to our resident surf rock expert, Chad. All right. Let us know what's on your list. Well, y'all are a little bit more involved than uh, y'all did way more research than I did. So I'm just going to call him out and talk about him because that's uh, what I, I, I'm good at rambling. And Actually, I, before you yeah, jump yeah. into that, I've heard from Surf and Bird around town that you are playing in a surf festival coming up soon? Yeah, not only am I playing, but my wife and I throw this surf festival. So it's, a, it's our oh, seventh. Wow. Yeah, it's our seventh year. We have bands from all over the country and then one international band from Livorno, Italy. That's Surfer Joe. And uh, it's free, family friendly. Avondale Estates, October 8th. Come on out. It's, it's a really good time. We've got a lot of art vendors, like 20, over 25 art vendors, food trucks, beverage. It's, it's, it's a big, it's a big deal. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's incredible. So yeah, you're like, you're like in multiple bands and you run this festival. Yes. How on earth do you, like, how many arms do you have? A, how many <laughs> brain stems do you have? B, how do you like juggle it all? It's tough, but uh, kind of the, one of the upsides of COVID, yes, I know that's terrible to say, was I got I slowed down a lot and started my own business and got to spend more time with my family. So I'm not playing as many shows as I used to. I used to play over 50 dates a year, and that's just like not professionally, just, just for fun. And that was just a lot. And so now I'm maybe down to a dozen a year or so. So I have a lot more time to do that and play in the festival and things like that. And my wife just helps me tremendously with this festival. It used to be me and some partners, but she's very business minded and uh, I'm just eternally grateful to her and uh, she kills it. She makes the festival what it is, really. That's really That's amazing. Cool. Yeah. If there are other surf aficionado bands out there and maybe want to get involved in the festival in future years, how would they get in contact with you? Probably the best way is either email southernsurfstompfest at gmail.com or you can search for Southern Surf Stomp on the web and you'll find us. 
Cool. Nice. And so you said that's October what? October 8th, Saturday from noon to 10. Nice. Atlanta, Georgia. That's right. AKA Avondale Estates mm-hmm. specifically. Yep. Cool. Well, hopefully I can go to that. I'm also going to see Pavement that same day. Oh. So. Well, it's all day, so you can... That's true. Pop go it in, pop or out. after, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Surf music, then pop over to see Pavement. Right Heck on. Heck yeah. That's a Sounds good day. like a good day yeah. to me. Awesome. Well, yeah, dive into your list. Sorry right. to interrupt you No, there. you're fine. All right, so my list, uh, and I did, I did rank them. From 1963, I got Baja from the Astronauts. All right, so this one was written by the Cosmic Cowboy, Lee Hazelwood. Yeah, he wrote a couple of surf tunes, specifically the astronauts. I guess he did demos or something. And there's actually a Lee Hazelwood surf record. It's like surf bunnies. Yeah, surf bunnies or something like that. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, so you got to go check it out. It's it's mostly demos of, of like this stuff and, and some other things. But uh, wow. yeah, so Baja, written by Lee Hazelwood for the astronauts. And and it was on their record, Surfing with the Astronauts, in 1963. An interesting thing about both the astronauts and the Trashmen is they were landlocked groups. So the astronauts were from Colorado, so not near the ocean and the Trashmen were from uh, Minneapolis and they had you know two of the biggest hits and it's so funny with surf music being so regional um, that it did have those little breakout moments would travel so but those are probably the two biggest I think groups uh, that of the genre that aren't from Southern California wow so, yeah it's cool they're just living out their beach fantasies in you know Minnesota totally and, in the bathtub <laughs> and they and, yeah. And they would, uh, the Trashmen, like they took road trips out to California and bought as as many 45s as they could to study and to go see, they tried to, you know, went to go see Dick Dale at the Redondo and all that stuff. So it was a, that was a big thing for them. That's dedication. So one thing about the astronauts that makes them special is, again, I talked about the reverb earlier. They just have the drippiest of the drippiest reverb. And um, when you listen to it, you'll, you'll hear that drip. It's a, something that we surf nerds talk about all the time. And the astronauts are usually the example if you want to hear it. Another thing is they had three guitar players, which was really cool. So it just kind of added to this like percussive, uh, big, big guitar sound. Yeah, that's my number five, Astronauts. Cool, sweet. All right, the next two are a little more obscure. So this next one is one of my favorites, The Volcanoes, Coast Highway. This is from 1996 on Estrus Records. Uh, Estrus was in Bellingham, Washington. And these guys are from Detroit. And they're very special to me. They have, they have a couple of releases. This one and Finish Line Fever was the next one. Both very cool, very melodic. And this one for me and some of these other ones really strike an emotional response in me. So there's something about it that it's, it's very emo <laughs> when I when I listen to it it just makes me feel all the feels and one of my one of my groups got to go play with them up in Indianapolis one year and that was that was like a dream come true really really cool and super nice dudes and they've got all sorts of different projects like spaghetti western projects and b-movie like 
horror garage projects. So it's a, it's a cool bunch of guys. Yeah, I can already hear kind of that that emo vibe, that connection. I'll have to take a, a listen again and like yeah. really zero into the lyrics. Well, no lyrics. Oh, no lyrics. Yeah. Oh. All minor instrumental. Okay. Cool. All right. Up next, I got another one from the 60s, 1963, Eddie and the Showman, Las Olas. The Waves, right? To get that one right. So this one wasn't released in the 60s. It was uh, that I know of. It was released on a compilation in 1996 on AVI Records, which I don't really know anything else that they put out. Eddie and the Showman was an offshoot of one of the very first surf bands, the Bel Airs. So the Bel Airs was, uh, was Paul Johnson and Eddie Bertrand Richard Delvey, that particular band spawned a ton of bands. Paul Johnson went on to do a lot of things, and Richard Delvey went on to form the Challengers, and Eddie and Dick Dodd uh, went on to form the the Showman, and they were they they had the best of the best for me. Um, I think they were as great players as Dick Dale and the Deltones, but they had great songs or great song choices. And and a good variation, and they had a big band. It was you know horns and multiple guitars and just just fantastic all around. So this one's gonna be hard for for folks to find because I don't think it's on YouTube or anything like that. So so yeah, Eddie and the Showman. All right, up next, I'm sharing I'm sharing a band, the Trashmen, Tube City. From their 1964 Garrett recording, Surf and Bird. <laughs> Let's listen we to that We have one. our first overlap. That's right, but it's banned. It's not, a, it's not, not, the, same not the same song. Again, this one's got it all for me. It starts off with a typical waves, and it, it really is kind of like surfing. It's, it starts off your paddling, and you've got that descending... Uh, melodic line with that drippy reverb again and then and it goes for a little while and then it kicks in and there's that wave and you're in that tube um i feel it this this track is a hot track it sounds great it's such it's one of my favorite one of my favorite songs i i actually wanted to learn how to play it and i just i can't do it justice so i just (laughs) so uh i've learned it but not well it's and no one covers it because i think it does have a a special kind of feel to it and yeah i love the trashman they're one of that record surfing bird you know it's got surfing bird on it but it's got some great instrumentals some great vocals they were good at it all one thing I heard about the Trashmen was they were kind of s- surprised when they went in the studio because they used to play like a bunch of frat parties and stuff like that. And so they would do these really extended jams. And I think that's how like Surfing Bird was made. This They just kind of put those two songs together and would go in and out. And there was Surfing Bird. You can kind of hear it in a little bit of their music. And it makes I think it makes it a little bit different. They weren't trying to write two and a half minute pop songs. They were trying to just party and keep the crowd going and they didn't realize that they had to change that over 
in the studio. So I think that makes it a little bit apparent. Yeah, the drippy reverb, as you've described it. And you hear it now, right? Yeah, but like on those short notes, kind of in the beginnings, like ding, 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 they do sound like, they sound wet. Like they sound like droplets (laughs) of water. And I don't know why I think this, but those, at least the beginning part of the song, kind of seems like it would be something on SpongeBob SquarePants. But that is, you know, in a pineapple under the sea, so it's still in the water in the ocean. It's surfing adjacent. Surf adjacent. No, they they actually used uh, like real surf music from uh, Los Meltones and some other groups. There was it's very tied in. Oh yeah, for SpongeBob SquarePants. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the theme song (laughs) stuff. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know. Maybe that's why I am associating it with that. That's so funny. Yeah. High brow okay. music analysis in the store today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Hey, we cross all I know. media. <laughs> uh, Chad, next question for you. Can you surf? No, I've, I've surfed once. So I did get up on the board. So I guess you could say I can surf. That's but, a victory. But yeah. no, I am. Uh, and I did not do that until, you know, in the last five years. What got you into surf music? Ooh, okay. I went to a <laughs> I went to a party with a friend and a band was playing a Ventures tune. It wasn't Walk Don't Run. It wasn't one that I don't even know what it was, but it wasn't Walk Don't Run, I don't think. And I just freaked out. And the buddy that I was with, I was like, what is what is this? What's going on here? Like what is this music? And they weren't a surf band. They just did that one song. And he was like, Oh, this is surf music. I've got a lot of stuff like this at home. And he proceeded to play me Man or Astro Man and Dick Dale and stuff like that. And my world just changed. I was like, that's, I want to do this. And we started a surf band like months later. <laughs> we just, I just fell in love with it. So I wow. love the sound. I love the feel. And it's very punk rock without some of the baggage. I think that punk rock comes with. <laughs> right. Yeah. None of the angst. There is some, I mean, so surf music and it, it makes sense that it would, go hand in hand but a lot of like tiki bars Mm -hmm. surf music and tiki bars I don't know there's something there's a connection there right like every time I go to a tiki bar anywhere it's always surf music or you know maybe Hawaiian Polynesian kind of style music but there's some weird cultural baggage there as well I mean um oh yeah with that whole appropriation yeah yeah and I don't know much of the history of that either, but yeah. Well, they're both, they're both, Amer- it's both American folk art, both genres like tiki and surf music and both from South- Southern California because tiki's made up. It's just, you know, right. appropriation, but it, it's fantasy of, of, of existing things. So yeah, I'm, I got into tiki by, you know, by way of surf uh, later and I, fell in love with that too so i love i love that that whole aesthetic and culture and and vibe and stuff like that too but yeah it's it's very yeah. tied um but it's also kind of weird because they were kind of from different worlds because you know the tiki thing would have been like the surfer's parents you know and then and then the surf thing would have been the teenagers yeah that's true I have a friend who's completely obsessed with everything tiki and Mm. she's like a tiki queen in some competitions and whatnot and like (laughs) does all these tours where I guess they've gone to like all, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been to her house before. Oh, really? Yeah, on the tiki tour. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So funny. (laughs) 
<laughs> There's a whole like yeah. There's a whole I didn't thing. even know some of this I've stuff. I've never like, heard of existed. any of this. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, go to Trader Vic's because it's it's an incredible eye-opening experience if you've never been. So, all right, my last one, number one, and this is my one of my not only my top five favorite surf songs, but one of my top favorite songs of all time: The Space Cossacks, The Apes of Wrath. This was on uh, this was from 2000 on their album Star Wars. It was their second album on Music Recordings. <laughs> It's just, it's a burner, man. It's it's like two minutes, two and a half minutes of just pure aggression, but with killer melodies, killer playing all around, uh, just a straight up banger. Space Cossacks Space mean a lot to me, and their guitar player, Ivan Podgrasik, he's one of my favorite guitar players. He went on to uh, be in a band called Madeira, which I saw for the first time 2011, 2012, and they that band kind of rekindled my love of surf music because I stepped away for about 10 years. And I joined a surf band pretty much after that. And we've played with uh, the Madeira and the Space Cossacks. Um, and I've actually gotten to play this song, The Apes of Wrath, with Yvonne, which uh, was like a, a big kind of dream come true. So That's really cool. When did you perform this with them? I don't remember the year. It was it was it was recent. It's on YouTube. Okay. Oh, sweet. We'll have to look that up for sure. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. That ended with yeah. a bang. That's like a really cool <laughs> anecdote to put with that song. Yeah. Yours are definitely, I guess, fit more of the traditional surf definition. Yeah, I I, I decided to go all instrumental. Uh, I don't know why. You know, I love the Beach Boys. I probably should have put something on there, but uh, maybe next time, right? Yeah. <laughs> do you do any vocals with your bands? I do with the Frigidaires. Uh, mm-hmm. We do like that Beach Boys harmony kind of thing. Nice. And I sing in, um, I sing backup for Small Reactions, but you know, we're not surf, we're not a surf group. Yeah. So I like to sing. I have nothing against singing. It's just mm-hmm. I'm not a great singer, so I'm a better guitar player. <laughs> I'm a good background singer, way in the background. (laughs) I have one more question for you. Yeah. So often music genres that emerge in the States, they, they they do this thing where they take hold in some, you know, international place, another country. And then that culture builds this like really intense culture around that sound, around that genre. Mm -hmm. Is there an international surf scene that you are particularly impressed with? Right. Well, okay. Yes. And it's kind of everywhere. So it's a parallel kind of like the shadows were, but back in the sixties, and you mentioned Terry, uh, Takeshi Teriyuchi, mm-hmm. uh, and the blue jeans earlier. So that was like a, that was the, the, the genre was called Eliki or Elika. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm sorry. I've been corrected so many different ways. The, the Avengers went to Japan in the sixties and they just spawned a billion bands. And like Takeshi Teriyuchi and the Blue Jeans were one, and um, oh, I can't remember the other guy, any of the other guys right now, but it's got a really hot sound. It's it's really incredible sounding. So I think that's kind of amazing. It's something I didn't know about until way later. But right now, surf music in Mexico, man, is just it's amazing. They've they've got it going on. They've got the bands. They've got the fans. I did an interview with Eddie Angel from Los Straight Jackets one time. 
And he was like, one time we played in a baseball stadium for 50,000 people in Mexico City. I'm like, you know, and, th- and they play here for, you know, 1,000 to 2,000 tops. So I just find that really interesting. It's like, it's like punk rock there. So yeah. I, I, I love that. And we don't know much about it. You know, it's so separate from, from here. But they're killing it. And I love a lot of the bands and, uh, and, that, and that culture that kind of revolves around that. Is there a band in, that you would recommend? A Mexican surf band? Yeah, actually. So a co- can I do a couple? <laughs> For sure. Uh, yeah. There's a group called this called the Centellas. It's a it's a trio, and they they don't have a album out yet, but they have an EP, and it's just awesome. And they are I love watching videos of them. Uh, they're just fantastic, and they seem like such great personalities. So Centellas, highly recommend them. Uh, one band that's kind of hot right now is The Strings of Flame, and their record came out on my buddy's label, Otitis Media Records, and it's a it's a it's a sexy album. It's got like <laughs> it's black with like orange splatter, uh, like coming out from from the from the sticker. It's really cool. I highly just recommend not only listening to it but just look seeing the actual record. Cool. Very nice. When you when you asked that question, Natalie, I was thinking, oh, what about like Japanese surf rock? And then I thought of Daikaiju, but mm-hmm. they were, are they from Alabama? Yep. <laughs> no idea. Yep. They're from Alabama, but they're a kaiju, which is like a film genre in Japan of the, you know, giant monsters, kaiju themed surf rock revival band from Alabama. And they wear these masks, kabuki masks, and they're always setting things on fire. Yep. I've seen them outside setting things on fire during their shows. Like they'll move the entire set out. Of the venue and like set shit on fire. The drummer will <laughs> the drummer will yeah. crowd surf. Like they'll they'll yeah. actually put the drums on top of people and the drummer will play. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I feel like my list, I tried to go not out not out of the box, but like these are definitely songs that I love and are in, I would think, a surf realm. But I wonder if some of them might not be considered surf songs to certain people. I don't know. Who cares? But I I was thinking, okay, this feels like me, so I had to stick with it. All right, so the first one from 2009 is The Drums, Let's Go Surfing. that one before yeah it's a good one yeah my one of my favorite spin instructors uh when i used to go to the gym would play this on her playlist she had such cool playlists and i think that's where i actually heard this song like this is a cool song nice yeah so so this is from their 2009 debut album it's the debut single from the debut album and when it was released it immediately came in at like 107 on the billboard 200 charts or billboard 100 charts so it barely missed the 100 mark. Um, it did get a lot more popular um, as it grew, but the song, there's like a part in the song that says, Oh Mama, I Want to Go Surfing, which sounds a lot like Obama 
And they were actually inspired by Obama um, when they wrote the song. They said the whole country had suffered eight years of feeling like they were in prison or something. And then Obama came through and it was impossible not to get swept up with the whole nation. It just, it inspired them to write, let's go surfing. And if you listen to the second verse, it's clearly about Obama being brought into the White House and the lyrics are, wake up, there's a new kid in town. Honey, he's moving into the big house. Remember when I was so very hopeless? Darling, he's going to make it all better. And then it says, oh mama, I want to go surfing. Oh mama, I don't care about nothing. Wow. And then there's another part of the song that's like, down, down, baby, down by the roller coaster. You know, this playground, very fun, more modern of the surf songs, I think. And and again, it's surf music inspiring indie, indie rock. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had to include that one on there because I think so, I love the drums. They're really fun. Surf goes political. It's the intersection we least expected. <laughs> surf. Right. That's right. <laughs> there is this whole, I've seen this, this sort of idea of young, being young and I don't care attitude of surf music with lyrics, you know, skipping school, skipping work to go surfing. And then, yeah, I don't, oh mama, I don't care about nothing. And I feel like I see this theme a lot in surf music, the surf music with lyrics. So note that because I think there will be more in my list. Yeah, Mm. that's pretty historical, I think. There's a historical precedent for that. Yeah, oh yeah. And if you look at the movies related to surfing, Mm -hmm. it's kind of that whole thing. The only thing they care about is waking up and checking the the surf. How big is it? How, How big are the waves today? Let's go. Let's go out and do that. All right. Number four from 1994, again, 90s alternative rock inspired by surf music, Weezer, Surf Wax America. See, it's foaming like a bottle of beer. The wave is coming, but I ain't got no fear. I'm waxing down to that Agoria Pass. Surf Wax America, this is the sixth song from their album, the Blue Album, their debut album. It is describing a surfer kind of, I guess, in the metaphorical sense, and being on top. It sounds as though Rivers was really inspired by the Beach Boys for this one. So I was reading an interview with Pat, and he said they needed another up-tempo number, and Rivers especially loved the Beach Boys, so he tapped into the Beach Boys, but in a more like punk rock way. And, And so that's kind of where this song came from. But it's saying, you know, this is all bullshit. I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. Um, again, there's that whole like slacker kind of, not slacker, but you know, I don't care ideal of surf folk lyrics. You take your car to work. I'll take my board. And when you're out of fuel, I'm still afloat. I love that line. So yeah. Alternative classic. Yeah. And you can definitely hear the Beach Boys influence on Weezer for sure. Just all across the board. Yeah. And actually... Rivers Cuomo was in a Kiss cover band before he was in Weezer. Hearing Nir- he used to go to a record store, and so hearing Nirvana for the first time at the record store kind of what pushed him to do more like alternative music rather than like classic rock. Sure, that'll so, do it. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, it's a funny little tidbit. So going back another decade to the '80s, my number three is the Go Go's. Beatnik Beach. From the album Vacation, which we all know the hit 
vacation all I ever wanted by the Go-Go's, 1982. I just learned that Vacation, the song, was probably the first cassette single ever. Hmm. Really? I had no idea. That's so a cool. cool title to have, yeah. And what a good one, too. <laughs> That's a good one. And we all know that this is still unrivaled. The Go-Go's are their first all-female band, wrote their own material, played their own instruments to get like in the number one slot of the Billboard charts, which is very sad, but cool for them. And well-deserved. What a great band. Yeah, for sure. Starting punk rock and then moving into this pop territory, but on this record and with this song, Beatnik Beach, you can kind of hear they go back to a little bit of their punk rock days. They, When they recorded this album, because it was after that first debut album where they were very successful getting multiple number one hits, they were in Malibu recording this album, Vacation, away from their bad habits, trying to record this second album, and I'm wondering if they were inspired by their location for some of these songs, but like Vacation or Beatnik Beach. And even Vacation itself was an old, like, Textones number, so I feel like they were inspired by surf Oh, definitely. Music. They also, yeah. didn't they have a tune, Surfing and Spying? Oh, I don't know. I think they have a surf Do instrumental, they? Surfing and Spying, yeah. This Beatnik Beach song kind of sounds more like their earlier punk rock days music. And again, there's the whole like, I don't care, I'm just going to do whatever vibe of a Beatnik. Yeah, they did it. I think the Go-Go's have like that energy perfectly. That's sort of like, again, that devil may care. I don't care what you think. I'm going to do my own thing. They're so cool. I love them. And I love the, so the album cool. cover for Vacation too. It makes me yeah, so happy. Yeah, that's iconic. Yeah. It is. It's great. And what All a, right. The, the, that Sorry. title track is such an earworm too. I just It'll just pop in every once in a while and just stay there. It'll just live up there for a little while. <laughs> like yeah. now. Now that you said uh, that. <laughs> <like now. laughs> so thank you. It's all, it really is all I ever wanted. <laughs> all right. Number two, 1977, The Ramones, California Sun. When going out with where I belong When the days are short and the lights are long Yeah, this is a cover, though. And the cover is, so California Sun's actually first recorded by rhythm and, rhythm and blues singer Joe Jones. And then Henry Glover's actually credited on the original 45 single as the songwriter. But then the Rivieras covered it in 1964. Wait, sorry. So that original version that I just mentioned was maybe 1961. But then the Rivieras covered it in 1964. But I think that's the one that the Ramones cover sounds most like and they so they kept the structure and the lyrics and everything the same but joey's pronunciation on the words is, is a little different from the original song and then also the tempo is a bit more faster plus there's more distortion so yeah and then this was used in their movie rock and roll high school classic yeah i love this song so much and this one, I don't know why this one reminds me of that movie, Back to the Beach 2. It's not in that soundtrack, I don't think. I think Hold we on. should look it up. We should. Yeah, Ramones definitely have that surf thing going on uh, between like Rockaway Beach and Go Little Camaro Go and Surfing yeah, Bird. Is. And 
Yeah. Frankie Avalon sings it in Back to the Beach, 1987. Oh, wow. California Sun. There you go. That's hilarious. It's weird how, so I was seven when that movie came out. It's weird how things like that will just stay in your brain forever. I haven't watched that movie probably since I was about that age. Yeah, but how many times did you watch it on TVS reruns? (laughs) Right, probably more than once, for sure. Okay, we have made it to my number one track. It's Again, I think this is one that maybe you wouldn't think of as like a surf track, but I really think it is. And that is from 1979, the B-52's Rock Lobster. This one really harkens back to Surfing Bird by the Trashman, I feel like. Oh, yeah. And you know you have uh, Fred Schneider wrote this song obviously because you can you can hear Fred like you just say the title Rock Lobster you can hear Fred in the background, <laughs> but the lyrics describe a beach party and they talk about all these marine animals and then you have Kate Pearson and Cindy Wilson like with their crazy ascending descending pitches like making all these high pitched sounds like dolphin sounds and stuff. <laughs> Um, and it just is like a silly, it has like a silly vibe, very much like Surf and Bird. Bird, 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 word. For sure. Rock lobster. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know this, but just, just learned this, that this song was mostly inspired by a nightclub in Atlanta called 2001, where instead of having a light show, the club had a slideshow with pictures of puppies and babies and lobsters on a grill. <laughs> Stop it. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Where did that go? I want to go. I know. I That's, would go to that. I, yeah. I would too. I really would. And then just to tie it all back into surf world, there is a baritone tuned surf style guitar used in this song. Oh yeah. Ricky Wilson's guitar work is very surf inspired. And yeah. the guitar that he plays is a uh, Mosrite on that record and it's yeah. like a it might be a Ventures model but that's like the same guitar that the Ventures uh, were known for using um, in the mid 60s so totally and yeah. I don't know if you know this but the B-52s basically got started in a t- well not a tiki bar but over tiki drinks oh. so they were in Athens at a Chinese restaurant and they were drinking a volcano bowl and they that was like the impetus of that band Oh, that's cool. (laughs) Um, So that's funny because in that song, Song for Future Generation, Cindy's like, hi, I'm Cindy, I'm a Pisces, and I like chihuahuas and Chinese noodles. (laughs) (laughs) So I just wonder, like, thinking about that. You said a Chinese restaurant, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. See what else to say about Rock Lobster. So... It was re- released as on their debut after they re-recorded it because I think it was like very rough sounding originally, then re-recorded it and then launched it on their debut release in 1978. And then uh, it became one of their signature songs and it launched their career really. Rock Lobster was number 147 on Rock, uh, Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time. And yeah, just it's, it's so quintessential B-52s. Sorry. Yeah, that's my list. They're super cool. Great. I was kind of flirting with the B-52s as well. I'm like, does this does this count? 
I, know, I feel yeah. like the surf vibe, but they're like in outer space. Maybe they're surfing in an alternate dimension or something. I don't know. Planet but Claire? I can right. I can hear the connection for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Cool. Awesome. This was nice a really work, fun. Yeah, this is a really fun hi-fi game. Yeah, it was. Very educational too. Got some definitely got some uh, homework, some things to listen to after we leave the store today. Same. I'm excited. I'm excited about Mexican surf rock for sure. Oh yeah. Not one of us mentioned the Beach Boys, which I do feel kind of bad about. Okay, well, I feel like we may have done that on purpose. That's true. Well, uh, to purists, they're not surf, but again, they're my favorite. <laughs> they're my favorite band of all time. I mean, I just I I I, I love and adore Brian and his brothers and. Okay, but if we were all going to put one Beach Boys song on our list, which one would it be? I would say Girl Surfer. I would say, because this was on my short list, Surfer Girl. I, I hope they are. Uh, I think you're thinking Surfer hysterical. Girl. Oh, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm thinking Surfer Girl. It's just the, in this song, oh, okay. they go, Girl, Surfer Girl, Surfer Yeah. Yeah, Surfer Girl. Mine probably, okay. uh, probably Surfing USA. I know it's like really, it's really cheesy, but it's also like really hot and just really, I don't know, it's got great solos. It just sounds great. It's a great song. Yeah, that's a good one. You can't deny the impact. Like everybody knows that song. Yeah. Even if you've not into rock or have had no, like you're going to know Surf USA. So right. I think that's a good pick. Well, Chad, this has been fun. We have to restock the employee recommendation shelf now. Would you like to join us in doing that before we all leave the store? I'd love to. I'll go first. I'm going to recommend Stereo Labs Volume 5 from their Switched On series. It's called Pulse of the Early Brain. There's a song that they released, I think, as the single from this, this larger album release, and it's called Simple Headphone Mind that I absolutely love. And I just saw them live, and they played all these deep cuts, and it was fabulous. So I'm going to recommend this one. Stereo Lab Pulse of the Early Brain, Switched On Volume 5. Very nice. Natalie, what you got? I'm going to say this has got me thinking more about Deerhoof, you know, and I've been away from their discography for a while. And oh, my Lord, they have been putting out a crap ton of albums. Uh, So been catching up on that a bit. And I love their I think it's uh, from 2014. Um, The album is called La Isla Bonita. And it's really incredible. Like they always switch it up. So it's like. Totally different from what I I got used to with uh, The Runners 4. I I heard that first track, Paradise Girls, and I was just hooked. So check out La Isla Bonita by Deerhoof. I wonder if they named that from the Madonna song. They very well could have. Indeed. What about you, Chad? I'm going to recommend it just came out. It's a friend of mine's band, uh, Ginky Ginky Panic. They're from Chattanooga, Tennessee. 
and they are a they're a surf band, but they are wacky. If you like uh, if you like Oingo Boingo or Faith No More or Ooh. crazy metal that meets Martin Denny, you you're gonna love GGP. So King King mm-hmm. Panic, this is Dungeon Surf is the album. And again, that's on my uh, other buddy's label, Otitis Media Records. That sounds fun. Whoa, it is. Oingo, Definitely want to hear that. Yeah, and, and they are just no more. They're nutty. They're nutty. They'll you know dress up. They look like super villains, and they're like gu- guargo surfing, basically. Guargo <laughs> surfing. That's guargo surfing. Yeah. <laughs> what a terrifying Amazing. image. Yeah. yeah, it is a terrifying image. Hey Chad, before we take off, do you yeah. want to give us the deets on that festival, Surf Rock Festival, one more time? Yes, I would love to. Thank you. So it's Saturday, October eighth, from noon to 10. Uh, We've got eight bands from Italy and Iowa and upstate New York and Texas and and North Carolina and of course Atlanta. Lots of stuff to do, lots of stuff to eat, lots of stuff to drink. I know I keep saying, but it's absolutely free, family friendly, and you can bring your dogs, whatever. Uh, It's kind of inside and outside, so you can come and go as you please and hang out outside if it's too loud for you. Go in inside if you want to rock. And it's going to be a blast. The Southern Surf Stomp Fest in Avondale Estates. Fantastic. Everybody in the store, we expect to see you there. Get out of the house, stretch your legs. Let's send off the summer on a high note. Yes. And we will put a link on our store website too for those who are interested. Awesome. This was fun. I love it. This was really fun. Thanks for hanging with us in the store today. Thank you so much. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to go home and eat dinner. That's what I always do after I work in I'm also going to eat dinner. Stop. Tara, you're scaring me. We can't do the same things. <laughs> Coffee. All right. All right, everybody. See you next time. Bye. 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 Record Store Society is hosted by Natalie White and Tara Davies. If you'd like to contact the show, visit our website at recordstoresociety.com or you can find us on all your favorite social media sites with the handle at Record Store Society. <laughs>